Hello, my friends, and welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. I'm your host, Ray Bohax, that guy from Cat Swamp Road over in Warren County, New Jersey. And I hope everything is going well for you in your life and in your farm and your ranch operation or whatever walk of life you're in. We have an eclectic audience. Not everyone farms. And I say we because you are part of this community. It's not my show, it's your show. I am just the guy behind the microphone. I'm like the curator in a museum. I'm just taking care of things that are not mine. And I just want you to know that I appreciate each and every one of you taking the time to get with me on Rural Radio, Sirius XM Channel 147, North America's most important network, right? And every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern, and then again on Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern for an encore presentation of Farm Machinery Digest Radio, where steel and soil meet. And if you ever don't get a chance to listen, or if you have a friend of yours or somebody that doesn't have Sirius XM and they want to uh, partake in listening to Farm Machinery Digest Radio, I would be honored. And all they need to do is go to my website which is farmmachinerydigest.com or any of one of their podcast hosting sites that they use. And you could get the episode there in its entirety so you don't have to miss out. And that's a resource that I'm grateful and thankful for Rural Radio allowing me to do that because, uh, hey, we may cover something on the show and you're not, you know, you're not that interested in it today. And then six months from now, it interests you because you have an issue with something or what have you. And you could go back and look at that as a resource. But I also need to give a pin in my map because I was blessed by Mr. Justin and I'm going to pronounce your name, Sir Tremling, from Spring Garden, Wisconsin. And he reached out to me. He went on the website. He filled out the form. And what I do, in case you're new to listening, is that I want to know where my audience is so that I could better serve you with the content of my show, Farm Machinery Digest Radio, and also my podcast, Idle Chatter. So all you need to do is go to my website and you fill out that form and you let me know where you listen from. And then two things are going to happen. Number one is you're going to get, a, you're going to bless me with a pin in my map. I have a map and I put a pin in there, push pin for different locations around North America of people listening and around the world also, because believe it or not, when this goes out as a podcast, we have listeners in 87 countries around the world have been blessed with that. And that is by God's grace, not this guy's doing and I put a pin in my map, and I announce you on both the radio show and the podcast. And if you don't want to be announced, that's cool. No worries. You just tell me. Don't announce me. And then, but most importantly, you get into the drawing to win a hot rod farmer license plate. So every week, I pick out two winners from the people who gave me pins in my map. And they go into this contest, and you could win this Hot Rod Farmer license plate, and they mail it right to wherever you want. I just need to have your address. And talking about winners, every week we have two winners, as I said. And this week, our two winners are, the first one is Phyllis Samanchik. Now, interestingly enough, she lives in my town. And her dad, years ago, he passed away. Now, they're dairy farmers. And they, he used to be the mayor for many, many years, Mayor Samanchik. And Phyllis listens, but I need you to reach out to me, Phyllis, and give me your mailing address. I know you're on Shades of Death Road, right? That's the road over here. But 
I got to put it in the mail. I can't go to the. I can't go and put it in your mailbox. That's illegal. And then, Mister Gene Stow, S T O U G H, and he listens from down in Shreveport, Louisiana. So, so Phyllis and Mister Stow, please reach out to me at Hot Rod Farmer at FarmMachineryDigest.com, and then I will get those license plates out to you. And then on today's show, what we're going to be talking about is why you need to build a relationship with a dynamometer shop. And even if you don't build a relationship with them, you need to understand the importance of a dynamometer for your equipment. And and you know, people think of it only as far as racing engines or tractor pulling engines. But when we come back from the break, I'm going to explain to you why a dynamometer is going to be more important than a drone or anything else on your farm. And never forget, agriculture runs on machinery, but profits on reliability. Sirius XM's Road Dog Trucking Radio. It's more than fuel. It's more than truck payment. It's more than maintenance. It's about the business of trucking. We're talking a little bit about stock prices. Then we switch into uh, tech talk. Highway reconstruction, infrastructure. The economy, regulation, business, and more. We tend to switch topics a lot. Road Dog Trucking Radio. Covering the entire trucking industry. Do be advised. Sirius XM Channel 146. The Sirius XM app and connected devices and speakers. In 4-H, we believe talent is everywhere, but opportunity is not. And the gap this is creating between our kids is only getting wider. There are many causes, but it mostly comes down to race, what their parents earn, and where they live. This can mean less investment in schools, in after-school programs, and in community services. It's all made worse by unequal access to education, technology, healthy foods, and the mentors who inspire our young people. The recent pandemic has pushed some kids even further behind. It's time we provide opportunities for all our kids. It's time to invest in their potential so they can help our communities and our country thrive. Not in the future, right now. We believe nothing should hold a kid back. And if we all pull together, nothing will. Visit 4-H.org today and join us. RFD-TV gives you the unbiased ag news important to rural America. Well, Taiwan is ensuring that the U.S. doesn't forget the island wants a free trade deal. Forecasts for farmers and ranchers. Some places, Arizona, Southern California will be up above 110 degrees. And when the markets move, we give you expert analysis of the numbers. 40-year highs, higher than expected inflation again. Market Day Report and Rural Evening News. Weekdays on RFD-TV and Rural Radio 147 Sirius XM. Welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. I'm your host, Ray Bohax, the Hot Rod Farmer. We're going to be talking about dynos today, dynamometers, and um, a little bit of hot rod, right? So that's for all you hot rod guys. But really, it's not a hot rod thing. It's something that you need to become familiar with for your equipment on your farm or ranch operation. And uh, when I used to build race engines, and we also used to run a Mustang, a drag race Mustang, it was a 
I hate to tell you how long ago that was. It was uh, a Pro 5.0 car. They called it the Pro 5.0 Mustang class, and it was a uh, it was a pretty good running car. I've spoken about it before on the show. It ran in the low, uh, probably mid-eight-second range, around 160 miles per hour. It should have gone faster than that, but the engine was in the stock location, and it only had a, uh, a three-link instead of a four-link suspension, so... It really should have you know, gone like 80s or 820s, and I think it went 820s once, but we always used to put this on a dynamometer. And so to the lay person, the people think that a dynamometer is only meant for race engines, or if you're a tractor puller, that you're used to possibly putting putting your engines on the dynamometer and testing them. So the misconception being that you use a dynamometer only to maximize the output of an engine and that is true and that's what it's used for but just like a a um, a monitor in the combine is going to tell you what what the yield of your crop is it becomes a tool for you so a dynamometer as far as the farm is concerned is going to become a tool for you with you learning about how much horsepower and torque the engine has is not for bragging rights or for racing but as a determination of the engine's health and condition and that's why i feel it is very important for you to understand this and start to employ this in your farm operation especially with the advent of people buying used or pre-owned right i mean i'm not politically correct i mean call it pre-owned it's used somebody else had it first right whether they had it for six months or ten years it makes no difference it's used it wasn't sitting there hermetically sealed but we can't you know we got to say pre-owned today when people buying equipment at auctions and whether it's a semi or whether it's a combine or a tractor or what have you it makes little difference but even if you're not buying something used and you bought something new and now it has some hours or some use or some mileage on it it's a good idea to be able to build a relationship to a certain extent with a dyno facility because what the dyno is going to tell you just like the yield monitor in the combine regardless of what crop you raise what the the yield monitor is where the rubber meets the road right you could have all the the pie in the sky stuff and and i did this and i put you know this fungicide on and i did this and i did this fertility program and i calculated this and i did all of this and did everything but where the rubber meets the road is what goes through the header on the combine and what's going to happen with an engine regardless of whether it's in your pickup truck or in your combine or anything in between the amount of power it makes is where the rubber meets the road metaphorically no pun intended because if that engine is healthy and everything is right is correct on it it's going to make at its rated power or very very near its rated power and if something is askew it is going to reveal that just like the yield monitor you go through the field and say i got 500 bushels here per acre right corn wow man this is great over here and you go down you go three four five hundred feet away a thousand feet away and all of a sudden it's down to 250 bushels so something went wrong there right there's something where it was not as good as where it was for 500 bushels so that is really what the mindset is for you as a farmer or rancher or trucker to 
be able to employ a dynamometer. So now there were, th- for all intents and purposes, there's three types of dynamometers. And what I'm going to qualify them is where they measure the engine power. So there is what is called an engine dynamometer. And for to you, you to use that, the engine has to be out of the vehicle, the machine, what have you. All right, so that's if you were, and I'm going to touch on that. So if you if you bought buying, you're rebuilding an engine, you bought a rebuilt engine or a reman engine or what have you. So before the engine goes into the application, we'll use that word because it's so broad based, whether it's a pickup truck or the combine, is that we're going to talk about putting that on an engine dyno. All right, the second type of dyno is what is called a chassis or hub dyno. Now, some tractor pull guys would be familiar with this also because a hub dyno you take you take the drive wheel off of the of the piece of equipment, whether it's a, a, a tractor or whether it's a, a car or a truck or what have you, and it and this dyno bolts to the hub where the wheel was, and then it tests the engine that way. And it gets horsepower and torque. And then the third type of dyno, which is dedicated to agriculture, is called a PTO dyno, which is actually going to be running off of the PTO shaft on the tractor. Now, I'm, I'm well aware that uh, some equipment does not have a PTO. Some real big tractors don't have a PTO. A combine doesn't have a PTO. A sprayer doesn't have a PTO. So in that particular instance, you can't use a PTO dyno. You'd have to use like a hub or wheel dyno and specifically a hub dyno. But I know it's going to be very awkward to try to put a combine on a hub dyno. But let's just talk about the, the theory of why you want to do this. Now, a dynamometer, regardless of where it's measuring the power from, is does not read horsepower. It reads torque. Torque is the engine's ability to produce work. Horsepower is how quick this work can be produced. So in essence, the way I like to teach this is let's say that you have two you have two workers on the farm and you have bags of seed in the back of a pickup truck and they have to go into the hopper of the planter. So one person could do two bags a minute and the other person could do one bag a minute. So the person who could do two bags a minute is doing it quicker, but they're still, all right, so they are have more horsepower. So horsepower is work over time where torque is the amount of work that the engine could perform. So as farmers, as people who drive cars, as truckers, whatever, we buy horsepower, but we're really driving torque. So on a hood of that tractor, instead of saying 350 horsepower, it should say 1,200 pounds feet of torque right because that's what's actually doing the work is the torque but back years ago in the 1600 maybe 1800s it was i don't remember i mean i wasn't i'm not that old right but james watt from the watt from the light bulb he developed a steam engine and he tried to sell it to farmers and to people who had barges who were using mules and horses to pull the barge and he so so he went out and he wanted to sell him the steam engine and then the first thing that they would ask him was well how many horses can it replace and he said that's a good question so he went back and actually created the the equation for horsepower to convert it from torque and what it basically is is that horsepower equals torque divided by the rpm that it's registered at 
uh, excuse me, multiplied by the RPM that's registered at divided by 5252. So basically, if you have 100 pounds feet of torque at 3000 RPM, so it's a 100 times 3000 divided by 5252. So that's the conversion from horsepower to torque, but we don't need to go there now. So the thing is that you need to establish why, or you, I need to convince you why this is important for you. So, just like I was saying that the yield monitor tells you how good your crop, the result of your crop, the dynamometer is going to tell you how good the engine is internally. Now, keep in mind, depending upon whether it's a a, a flywheel dyno or a PTO or a chassis type of dyno hub dyno same thing is that there is approximately a 20 to 25 percent loss a parasitic loss of running the drivetrain so if you had an engine that arguably will use easy numbers so my head doesn't get messed up with the math during the show so let's say that you had a engine that produced 100 horsepower at the flywheel then that engine would probably produce about between 75 and 80 horsepower on a chassis as we would say wheel horsepower or seven about the same about a 20 to 25 percent loss through the drive train mechanism for a pto so a 100 horsepower engine would probably see about 75 to 80 horsepower at the pto and or 75 to 80 horsepower at the wheel we'll say wheel or hub it makes no difference whether it's the dyno is fixed to the hub or it's a fixed to or the tire rests on and has and it has rollers that it spins but the take-home message here for you is that why 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 i want you to be involved in this is for a number of reasons first of all let's talk about the engine dynos you're going to buy a a, a combine or you're going to buy a tractor you're not going to go pull i mean you're not going to pull the engine out and dyno it but you could very easily if it has a pto you could very easily have that engine tested through the pto dyno which is basically non-invasive it's hooking up a pto shaft all right, so you have just have to find an implement dealer or a service that does this. So now you're spending two, three hundred thousand dollars, a hundred thousand, fifty thousand, whatever the number is, right? And you know this engine is supposed to be making whatever two hundred fifty horsepower at the PTO. All right, now you dyno it before you buy it. All right, then the fact that man, you find out instead of making two fifty, it's making one ninety. Well, there's a there, there's a devil hiding someplace in there. So now is the devil hiding, is it hiding in the fuel system because it's got a plug fuel filter? I don't know. But if it's supposed to make 250 and it's making 247, that's good. It's making 240, that's fine. If it's got a lot of hours on, it's making 230, that's fine. So you have to look at that and say, and say that's a very, very inexpensive and very practical insurance policy when you're buying a used piece of equipment you're buying a used semi for the farm right the guy says it runs good so what do you do you take it up the road and bang some gears and see how it is well yeah i mean that's like riding by crop at 60 miles an hour and say well it's turning yellow i think it's got starving for nitrogen well that's not what you want all right so it there are a lot of truck shops have chassis dynos they're not overly expensive to you to make a to make some pulls on it and then you could have an idea say okay this has got a c13 cat in it it's supposed to make this kind of power all right the thing's got eight hundred thousand miles it's down five percent eight percent okay fine it's not blowing any smoke or what have you 
and you're able to buy that truck as far as the engine is concerned for most for for the most part with with confidence now keep in mind also both on a so on a pto dyno or a wheel hub dyno is that you have the wonderful opportunity to have the engine under full load without the vehicle moving the piece of equipment moving so you could listen you could have the hood open you could watch the exhaust you could say man this thing could stand by the engine say this thing sounds a little bit funky up at the top of the boost level over here you could so there's there's a lot of things that you could that tactilely that you could feel you could put your hand on the on, on maybe not on the engine you could put your hand on the cowling whatever you could see if they feel a harmonic or vibration because you're putting this thing on the load stationary all right very 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 important now also it's a great diagnostic tool so let's say you're having a problem with your tractor you get a load on it right you're getting into some heavy ground you're pulling the planter you're pulling a piece of tillage equipment she starts to buck or she starts to do something all right and you, you and you you're checking the basic things but you really can't get it to do it. it's only in that one section of the field well if you have the opportunity to put it on the dyno you could say okay i'm going to bring this thing up to 30 pounds of boost 1800 rpm and that's where it acts up with it being then you could go around you could put instrumentation on you could put an infrared gun you could measure exhaust this is all a multitude of different things you could do very easily by having the engine stationary while you're doing while it's being loaded so it's a wonderful diagnostic tool all right the other thing is you're looking to sell a piece of equipment all right you have all your records you have all your oil analysis your fluid analysis all your service records put a put a put the few hundred dollars and have it dyno and say hey look look i got this thing over here i've been taking care of it so it's to make 250 it's making 253 at the at the pto this thing is solid i mean how much is that worth when you're selling a piece of equipment or bringing it to an auction it's talk about roi it's tenfold roi because the buyer could come and look at and look at that tractor or that truck or whatever it may be with confidence now the last thing i want to talk to you about is that if you have an engine rebuilt gasoline or diesel i strongly suggest that you spend a lot of money spend uh, probably between three and six hundred dollars depending upon whether it's a big diesel or not or what have you to put it on an engine dyno by putting it on an engine dyno a number of things are going to happen you're going to find out if it's if it's running right all right because it was just rebuilt you spent twenty thousand dollars on this rebuilt diesel you want to know that it's running right you also want to find out that whether it has any problems maybe it's got an oil leak maybe it's got a coolant leak you don't want to you don't want to hoist this thing this sucker into a big tractor or to a combine and find out that it's got an oil leak someplace so what you do is you run it on the dyno you spend so much money all right you run it on the dyno and it's going to cost you a few dollars but you could break this engine in you could dump the oil on it you could do whatever and when you take it and put it in the truck put it on the irrigation pump put it in the combine the tractor the sprayer this thing is what we would call sealed up already the rings are sealed you know it runs well you say hey this thing is making you make four or five pulls you actually break it in on the dyno and what we mean by sealing it up you're sealing up the rings and it's very very important because then you could put that engine in with 
with confidence. So if you're splitting the tractor, you don't want to split it again. And, it's, and so this is a wonderful, wonderful insurance policy. And there are a lot of dyno centers around, even if you live in the remote, remote, remote area, I'm sure that you will be able to find one. And once you do dyno work and use it as a confirmation, you will never go back. This is an American Agriculture History Minute, brought to you by AgriLiquid. AgriLiquid's Micro 500 combines five micronutrients to get your crops off to a healthy start. Learn more about Micro 500 at agriliquid.com. What's in a name? Up until recently, there were more corn acres planted in the U.S. than any other crop. But in English-speaking countries, corn is the most commonly used name for that country's biggest cash crop. Thus, in England, corn refers to wheat. In Scotland and Ireland, the term corn is used for oats. And of course, in the U.S., Canada, and Australia, corn is the common name for maize, which actually originated in central Mexico more than 3,000 years ago. And that's today's American Agriculture History Minute. I'm Mark Oppel. Justin Mills here, rancher and host of the Working Ranch Radio Show, inviting you to join us on Saturday and Sunday at 12 noon Eastern on Rural Radio Channel 147. We'll go in-depth on topics that are relevant to the beef industry, plus we'll hear from meteorologist Don Day on the long-term weather outlook, and the Captain Tim O'Burn with Working Ranch Magazine will stop in for Tim's Two Cents. So join us on Saturday and Sunday at 12 noon Eastern for the Working Ranch Radio Show on Rural Radio Channel 147, Sirius XM. If you're serious about ag, it's time to get real and get connected with Real Ag Radio. We'll talk markets, agronomy, machinery, and cover the real-time issues affecting farmers and ranchers in Canada and all of North America. Get real and get connected with Real Ag Radio at 4.30 Eastern, and don't miss the replay at 7 in the morning on Rural Radio 147 and the Sirius XM app. Everything you need to know about the ag commodities in Western sports world, you'll find it here, Sirius XM, Channel 147, Rural Radio. Welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. If you have any questions or any concerns, please feel free to reach out to me at Hot Rod Farmer at FarmMachineryDigest.com. And I cannot emphasize enough how important dyno testing is given the right opportunity and the right application. It's a very, very inexpensive insurance policy. It allows you to find problems before the engine is in the application. And it's just a great, great time saver. And it's a confidence builder. But now we got to get under the sheet metal. And so we're going to have Tex Rubinowitz, the hot rod man from Ripsaw Records. He's going to sing. Well, I'm a rolling daddy with a mean machine. It's got to be a motor. It sure is clean. I'm a hot rod man. Yeah, I'm a hot rod man. Well, look out, little mama. I'm going to get you if I can. All right, Tex, thank you so much. And under the sheet metal, we're going to be talking about rebuilt remanufactured and new buying some major components can be confusing you may find rebuilt remanufactured and new to make the proper purchase you need a full understanding of these terms rebuilt parts are the least expensive and are of the lowest quality most rebuilders only replace what has failed in the part they took in as a core that's important for you to recognize that 
Almost everything else is is as received and at best just cleaned up and painted to look pretty. Remanufactured can vary by who is doing it. An aftermarket company will usually replace the failed components along with the traditional wear items. Then again, the quality of the replacement parts is paramount to the reliability of the finished product. New is new, but not all are the same. Original equipment new means original quality, but aftermarket new often uses poor quality imported components, but they are new. So when you have a choice, invest in either new parts from the original equipment manufacturer or from a remanufactured line. It is worth the extra expense. So we really need to understand that. And uh, very, 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 very important. So listen, I want to thank you all so much for tuning in. And I want you to know that the Hot Rod Farmer is pulling for you, the American farmer and rancher, my beloved, beloved America. You have a blessed week and I'll catch you next time. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Hail is ruthless. It doesn't consider that leveling just one acre could cost you hundreds of dollars. But you have a defense. The Hail Hotline from FBN Crop Insurance. A quick call can insure you within two hours. Call 866-824-4018. That's 866-824-4018. FBN Crop Insurance Services are offered by FBN Insurance LLC, an equal opportunity provider and only available where licensed. Visit fbn.com insurance for more information. This is for the farmers, the ranchers, the manufacturers and producers, the growers and the showers. This is for you, the ones staying on your feet and doing the legwork, giving it the elbow grease and putting your back into it, over your head, against the odds. And still, every single day, putting on your game face. You keep this whole thing together, even when you're already bursting at the seams. Thank you. Thank you for showing us how to keep going. Thank you for growing the economy we rely on, for producing the goods we consume, and manufacturing solutions where there are none. Even when there is no clear road ahead, you are the ones blazing the trail and always going the extra mile. You are the backbone of rural America, and we always have your back. RFD-TV, rural America's most important network. And Rural Radio 147 on Sirius XM.